0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow lover of the arts. Kate. (laughs) And this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Naughty Nine. And this is season two, episode 15 which we'll be discussing the 39th Disney Channel original movie. Gotta kick it up. But f- before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording?
1: I am great because I officially graduated with my master's. Yay! Ah! So that part of my life is over, and I am very excited about it. Although I'm starting a PhD in the fall, so the, it'll just continue for until I'm about 30. But, you know... Sorry guys. We have a landline here.
0: Anyway. Yes. Um,
1: Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to be done.
0: Yes. Um, as to Kate's point about there being a landline, we are currently recording in person.
1: Yes. Our
0: first one since November. I
1: think
0: so. We didn't do any in December.
1: I think it was November. Maybe January. I was here for, like, a couple days in January. Oh, might have been
0: January, but still. Yes, yeah. we are in person. We're together again. I'm so excited. It's great, because I want to say we haven't done one since Florida, but that's wrong. Because no. we did one in November, for sure, and then we might have done one in December. Either way, yeah. yes, we're here. We're in person. Kate's back. She's Woo. got her master's, but now she's going for the PhD. You know how it is.
1: It, you know how it is. How about you, Jake? How have you been?
0: Well, I... Have been pretty good, you know. I have finished my junior year of art school, so now, yay! So now I'm just chilling, hanging out, and working, enjoying probably my last summer break from school. Right. Because That's after it. next year, come this time next year, I have to be like searching for a job, I guess. Ah, oh, adulting. Adulting. Um, but you know, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm, you know, just chilling out. We just got some ice cream before we came in.
1: Yes, we did. Well, we, you got a dolt whip.
0: So y- yes. Let okay. Let's so, be technical. Technically, yes, I did get a Dole Whip, but it's not like an uh, official Disney one. We went to a local ice cream place in our town because we're currently in our hometown where we met and everything. Um, But one of our local ice cream places is selling, you know, their versions of a Dole Whip. It's pretty good. It was actually very good. Yes. Very, did you say it was like the best fruit flavor thing?
1: Yeah, it really is. Although, I mean, like... The one they had today because they like they swap them out so they have different flavors. Mm-hmm. It was orange and it was really good because I tried a little bit of Jake's, um, but my favorite is definitely still the classic pineapple.
0: Definitely yes, pineapple. That's the uh, what made the name. Yes, but orange is orange still is good. great. Yeah, so I mean, good. I'm pretty no sure, shade. I'm pretty sure they just can't make a bad double flavor. No. at least I haven't heard of it yet.
1: Yeah, no shade to orange. Orange was still good. I just had, like, a little thing of Kokido, though, because I really was craving the pineapple, and I was like, eh, orange. I do like orange. Again, no shade to orange, but I was like, eh, if they don't have the pineapple, I'm just going to get ice cream. But
0: yeah, still, still. Still good. Still good. Um, So that's what we're doing. But now before we get to Gotta Kick It Up, Kate, there actually was a little bit of DCOM news that dropped.
1: I'm excited. There hasn't been DCOM news for a hot second.
0: Um, Yeah, it actually dropped just yesterday.
1: All right, let's hear it.
0: So... Um, they're officially making a sequel to the Descendants franchise.
1: Woo! What's that, what, what are they going to do as a sequel? All
0: right, so I'll tell you. This, so this is from Deadline. Deadline's the one who dropped the news. So the headline here says, Descendants sequel, The Pocket Watch, movie Green Lit by Disney+. So this is not technically going to be a decon. This is going to be a Disney Plus original movie, but it's going to connect, I guess, into the world of the Descendants. So, let, so. Let that be known. So this will be direct to Disney+, Plus, which, once again, it's kind of continuing our theory of, like, Disney Channel's kind of possibly <laughs> on Being, its last leg. Yeah.
1: Yeah, phased out.
0: Yes, but anyway, so it says here, um, this movie will introduce Red, the daughter of the Queen of Hearts, who will be teaming up with Chloe, the daughter of Cinderella and Prince Charming. It says, in order to prevent an up- impending coup, um... They must join forces to travel back in time via the White Rabbit's pocket watch. That sounds interesting. It does sound very interesting, but it's also, like, time travel.
1: That could go either very well or very
0: poorly. That's my thing. Like, whenever a franchise introduces time travel, it could either go very well or very bad. Yes. Um, so, yes, we're being introduced to Red, the daughter of the Queen of Hearts. Um, I don't believe anyone's been cast yet, because they don't say any casting. But... And then she'll be teamed up with Chloe, the daughter of Cinderella and Prince Charming, which is interesting because in the main descent, sorry, in the main Descendants movies, we actually meet Cinderella and Prince Charming's son.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I guess now they're introducing a younger sister for him, who was never mentioned before. Which
1: it, for the plot, you know. Yeah,
0: I know. Um, another big thing is the fact that it looks like we're incorporating Wonderland elements, which the original Descendants never did. Um, there was no Wonderland in anything, there.
1: yeah. No, okay.
0: but, like, if you know Disney, you know they love Alice in Wonderland. Yes. I mean, they love... It. I mean, Alice in Wonderland's just a big thing in general, because it's, like, public domain.
1: I do wish that Alice in Like, they would have... Um, and this is not, does not have to do with movies or decoms or anything. But I do wish that they would have an Alice in Wonderland ride at... Disney World. I believe they do it at Disneyland, if yes. I remember. I think I wrote it at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I've only been to Disneyland once, so Disneyland people don't come at me because I've only been once. Um, but I wish I had one at Disney World because I just. I know that at Disneyland Paris they had like a, ma- like a maze or something that was also Wonderland theme, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Disney World there's nothing except the teacups. Yeah,
1: it's just not I mean the teacups are great but it's, you know, it's yeah. It's not the same. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, so that's the pocket watch. It's um being current I, like I said it just got greenlit so it's probably going to be a while before we hear any casting or anything. Um it is currently being set to direct by Jennifer Fang. Um I not I've never heard of her before, but you know, we got another, we got a woman in the director's chair that's Woo. pretty good and um i'm just gonna i shouldn't say i'm just gonna assume but um, i don't know how else to say it based off her last name it sounds like it's going to be She's a, woman of a color. person
1: of color which is really awesome
0: yes um, um so that's great you know we got a woman of color directing um i'm just very curious to see how they're gonna do this because like you know the descendants franchise was huge when it came out it was like the high school musical of, like, the last generation, really. Right. Because, you know, we had high school musical, and now I like, think, like, this last generation of, like, kids who are probably going to high school now probably were the ones watching Descendants. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they tie back into the original movies, and if they anyone from the original movies comes makes an appearance in this one, um, I know there's um a little bit of awkwardness, a little uncomfortableness, because, you know, um, they, the Descendants movies did have Cameron Boyce in them mm-hmm. and he has unfortunately passed um, so I don't know if they're going to try and address that at all so like I said if anyone shows up from the original movies, it's probably going to be one of the supplementary background probably, characters yeah. Um, especially now because like Let's be real, Dove Cameron's kind of going through some good stuff right now.
1: Yeah, she is, and it's not very uh, Disney Channel friendly.
0: Well, it would be if Disney wasn't being kind of, about gay people right now, but... Yeah,
1: there's that. I was thinking more of just the sexual aspects of it, but, like, also that. (laughs) Yeah, because, like,
0: if y'all don't know, we're currently recording this during the time of Dove Cameron's hit single, uh, Boyfriend. Which is, despite the name of it, it's a very... Um, sapphic song yes and it's
1: amazing it is really good it's I so love good it.
0: but yeah. yeah I don't think she'd be up for coming back at this point she's kind of moved on from her Disney days yeah so like yeah. I said if anyone comes back it'll probably be like a supplementary character from the originals but you know so the Descendants franchise is living on I guess
1: <laughs> yes so that, that'll be interesting um, I, I think that the description of it could go very well but you gotta be very careful with the execution
0: yeah, like time travel and narratives that aren't like set around time travel, you just gotta be really careful with it because otherwise yeah. it could just undo your whole thing and you don't wanna do that.
1: Yep.
0: So, anyway, that's news. Um, I figured we gotta at least talk about that because it is tangentially related to a decom franchise. Yep. Even though technically it's not gonna be a decom itself, it's a Disney Plus, but still.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So that's that. So now, Kate, are you ready to get into Gotta Kick It Up?
1: Let's get into Gotta Kick It Up, a film that I really enjoyed but was also problematic in some
0: ways. Yes, we will get into that. So let's start with some background. Kate, so would you like the background? I would love the background because I really
1: don't know much about the background on this film. All
0: right, so Gotta Kick It Up is a 2002 Disney Channel original movie. It originally debuted on July 26, 2002. So the 20-year anniversary is coming up.
1: Woo! Woo!
0: Um, That's crazy, actually. Yes. Um, and it was directed by one Ramon Menendez, who is a Cuban-American film director and screenwriter. Um, this is, um, so far, though, this is the only DECOM he ever directed. And also, on his Wikipedia page, this is the last thing listed in his filmography. So, I don't know where he went after this, but somewhere, I guess.
1: Yeah. Maybe he left film. I don't know. I
0: don't know. Um... So that's that. Um, as far as our cast goes, we have. I'm sorry if I'm going to mispronounce any of these names. I am so sorry. We have Camille Guati as Daisy Salinas, who is our main character. Um, surprisingly, yeah, because from what we remember, our main character is not Yolanda, played by America Ferrera. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this while we were eating our ice cream. It's like it really felt like Disney was trying to sell this movie as like America Ferrera's movie, but she's not the main character at all.
1: No. I wonder if that came after Ugly Betty's premiere, though, that they really started milking it as, like, America Ferrer's movie. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, she's more of a side character.
0: Yes. um, Yeah, as you all know, you know, America Ferrera most known for Ugly Betty, um, which is a show I watched all the time. I loved Ugly Betty. It was really good. Um, it's really, like, you know, it's like, it came out, Sorry. No, you're good. Sorry. So, um, Ugly Betty came out in 2006. Um, if I remember it correctly, it, it, you know, it was really interesting because 2006, and it's a, it's a show revolving mostly around, you know, a uh, Hispanic family, you know, 2006. We still weren't really there um, representation-wise, so this was, like, something nice to see mm-hmm. um, just on screen, and it, la- and it actually lasted till like, 2010. I thought it, for some reason, I thought it didn't last that long. But no, it lasted a good like five years there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it did. I don't know yeah.
0: what I was gonna add to that. <laughs> um, other well-known roles for her, you know, she was in *Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants* one and two. Yeah, you know, good class ones. Classic movies. Which aren't they trying to make a third one still?
1: I heard something about that at some point, but like, I don't know. Nothing has followed up.
0: I mean, so what would they even do for a third one now? Would it be like the you know the, they're back twenty years? Yeah, I.
1: I literally have no idea.
0: No clue. Are they going to find a new pair of pants, maybe? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, just change. Yeah, and then, of course, most recently she was on the sitcom uh, Superstore, which I've seen some clips from it, and it it very much does remind me of my times working in, like, you know, retail.
1: Retail fun stuff.
0: Yeah. Especially just all the crazy customers you encounter over a shift. I
1: can imagine. I never had to work in retail, and I'm grateful for it
0: yeah it's just like well all right so yeah we got america ferreira as yolanda vargas we have johanna flores as Aly- Alyssa cortez who um Alyssa is um kind of like what gets the whole plot rolling in this movie which we'll get into in a minute we have Su- saluma rodriguez as marisol who marisol um, she's a character trope that it's like, I understand why she was here, because it was also 2002, but at the same time, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Because, like, basically, the main gimmick, not the gimmick, but like the main gist of her character is she doesn't speak English very well. Yeah. So it's like, they kind of sometimes just use it for comedy, but it's, it's like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: problematic, but very uh, prevalent 2002
0: yeah. tropes. We got Sabrina. We- Wiener as Esmeralda Reyna. We have Miguel Sandova as Principal Zavala, who, I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was gonna be the antagonist.
1: Yeah, he turned out to be a really cool
0: dude. Like, but... there really isn't, like, even an antagonist in this film. It's kind of just conflict. There's really not. It's very interesting. Um, we have Eric Alexander Gavisa as Chewy, who we will discuss also. And... Finally, rounding out the cast, we have a one, Susan Egan as Heather Bartlett and Kate. I told you this while we were do, uh, at ice cream, but um for the audience, Susan Egan, she is most known for being the voice of Megara in Hercules, the Disney animated Hercules, but she was also the first Belle on Broadway in Beauty and the Beast.
1: We stan her. Like again, there's some problematic stuff with this particular role, but Susan Egan herself is wonderful, to my understanding.
0: Yeah, like, if we want to get into it right now for a little bit, this movie very much falls into the white savior narrative. Yeah. Like, um, so this is also from Wikipedia, but you know, the white savior is a cinematic trope in which a white central character rescues non-white often less prominent characters from unfortunate circumstances. This recurs in an array of genres in American cinema, wherein a white protagonist is portrayed as a mesenchymist messianic figure who often learns something about themselves in the course of rescuing non-white characters from their plight and yeah this is very much a thing it's like the only way like these non-white characters can like be successful and come together is if a white person comes in and helps them and this is very prominent in this movie another um movie that this is very prominent in, which we were talking about is freedom writers which for some reason our school district loved showing, showing us all the time. Like I swear every every year at some point in English class we watched Freedom Writers.
1: Yeah. If you couldn't have guessed, we come from a very predominantly white school district.
0: Which yes, yeah, so we were also talking about me myself cuz I'm actually Guatemalan, but I was adopted by white people. <laughs> Um, I was one of, like, what did we say, like, five people in our whole district? We had
1: very few people of color in our entire school district.
0: Very few. And you know how I could tell it was like that? Because in every theater production I did, I swear I always had to use a different uh, foundation because I could never find the same one twice. Oof.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds very typical of our hometown, Cause unfortunately. Like, yeah,
0: because, of course, there was, like, 70... What was it, Creamy Peach? Yes,
1: Creamy Peach. That was yeah. the foundation
0: everyone else yeah. used, but here I was trying to find hazelnut or cinnamon or something, and I'm like, does this work? I don't know. Like,
1: kind of.
0: Like, it's just like, I guess. So frustrating. It was, and I never really... It never, the thing about this is, like, I feel like it never really clicked in my mind until after I graduated, honestly. Yeah. Because after I graduated, because now, and I went to college, and, you know, college was a lot more diverse where I yeah. went it really hit me. It's like, wow, my school district was very white.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our school district was incredibly white. And I think that, you know, I think, I mean, I have no idea what the practices are or what's going on there anymore. Um, I'm sure it's still predominantly white. Um, hopefully they have some better practices, uh, than showing freedom writers and not addressing the white narr- or the white savior trope in mm-hmm. it all the time. But Um, yeah, that's where we come from, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, that's where we come from. Um, yeah, like I said, very white, but, very white, but boy, did that not stop our choir from, uh, teacher from picking African songs for us to sing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's another thing I kind of realized upon graduation, I'm like, why did we sing so many African, like, tribal chants? (laughs)
1: I never actually... I don't know if we did as much in my choir, because I was only in choir in 10th and 11th grade. Right, right. So I only did it for half of high school. I didn't do it for freshman year. I didn't do it for senior year. That said, like, yeah, like looking back at some of those choir concerts, I think our choir directors were... Well, I was going to say they were good people, but I know there was some stuff that went Recently. down, like one of them, yeah. yeah. So so... Uh, yeah um no comment but um anyway moving forward
0: yeah it's like and kind of like i know so there's some theater unlike tiktok because i i do um i we are both on tiktok but i've found in some where people like why didn't my white ass high school do in the heights for a musical or like once on this island and i'm like thankfully that really never happened with us because all four of the musicals we did in high school it really didn't... It was very, I would say, white. Yeah. Because <laughs> we did well, Hello, Dolly, freshman year. Yep. Which, yep. We did Footloose, sophomore year. Which, yes. Yeah. Junior year was fun, though, because junior year was Shrek, so, like... Yeah. That was just... That was fun. Yeah. But then senior year, we did... Jekyll and Hyde, which I'm sure... You did. Knew. I dropped
1: out of... Well, that's I right. tried to drop out of the theater department, and then I got sucked back in.
0: Yeah, but I was going to say, and, I, was yeah. in, I was just using we as yeah, like yeah, a yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, we did uh, Jekyll and Hyde, which, if you don't know, that's a musical based on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, of all things. Yes. And then we also did our first spring musical, which was Little Shop of Horrors. So, like, ne- luckily we never had to be like, why are we doing this one? Right. Um, I will say, in middle school, though, I know in eighth grade, we, for some reason, we did Mulan.
1: Yeah. Which, I'm like... I do vaguely remember you guys doing move on. I wasn't in choir. Well, also, so.
0: yeah. And it's just like, I, now, especially looking back now, it's like, why did we do that? It's like, yeah. you want to talk about no minorities. I don't even think I... We had, like, maybe one Asian kid in our school.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm just like, uh... There's,
1: yeah. Yeah, so like... Problematic a little bit. A little
0: bit. Um, so, yeah... <laughs> We, that, that's our like kind of history with this kind of stuff. It's just, you know, here's Freedom Writers again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the white savior trope, it's not great. Don't do it. Yeah. And I feel like we're not we're seeing less and less of it as time goes on, thank which God. Is good, yeah. Because especially now more and more people of color are actually getting put in behind the camera positions. Right. Like writers and directors, then they are actually getting to tell stories of their culture from their point right. of view. Like I know just recently turning red, which is very I loved her. It was so good. I, so did, good. Did it remind yeah. you of middle school you?
1: It really did. Actually, it honestly reminded me of high school me in a lot of ways. Yeah, because I, was say. I was obsessed with One Direction in high school a little bit. Little, I was little, literally uh, known for that. That was my. That was my your entire, thing. That's what I was known for in high school was being obsessed with One Direction. I
0: remember that too, because you you're the one who like informed me what it was and who was it. like. I'm pretty sure I know yeah. everything about what I know about One Direction because of you. Because, let's see, we met in, technically in freshman year, but then it wasn't until sophomore year yeah. when um, we really became friends, and that's when I learned. But now, Kate, i got to ask you this question. Yeah. Where were you on March 25th, 2015? March 25th,
1: 2015. We were in high school.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that day?
1: No. Why? What did we do? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I do remember that day actually so that's when Zayn Malik left One Direction um, and I cried in my uh, chemistry class I remember the snooze hitting me and I cried really hard in my chemistry class and I was like an A student in this class so I left and I told my teacher I needed like 15 minutes and then I left for 45 minutes and just walked around and cried (laughs) <laughs> I think like, I made it all the way to the cafeteria, which was in a totally different part of the school, and just like sat on a table really numb and I came back at the end of the class and my teacher was like, What the heck? Like I didn't like just straight up skip I told her I was sleeping and then I just took an extra half an hour off. And she's like, What is wrong? And I'm like, Zane man like level of interaction <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you were doing on March um,
0: 25th, twenty 25th? I mean we were in high school. I feel like I didn't hear about it until after school when I like met up with you.
1: Yeah, and, I and was you were like, best. you were
0: literally like, I think you and one of our other friends were just like at one of the cafeteria tables, just like sobbing, I'm losing and it. I'm like yeah. what, what happened? You're like, ah.
1: yeah, Zane left, and yeah, like you, that yeah. really was the start of the end of of One Direction, although I am still convinced there will be a reunion there (laughs) on (laughs) ice.
0: You were like Wanda at the end of WandaVision, she's just in the empty lot. Yep. She's just like (sighs) Yeah, it's crazy. Um but yeah, that was you know, the broadest memory but yeah, my point was like, yeah, like turning red, it's was made directed by, you know, a Chinese Canadian woman and the story was um revolves around a Chinese Canadian girl. So, you know, we're seeing a lot more just People of color in like directing, writing, producing positions. So like the white savior narrative is going away. I don't think it's completely gone, but hopefully eventually it will be because it's dying out. It's is, it's just not good. Yeah. You know, don't do it. Don't do it ever. Don't, don't do, writing tip. Don't don't make a white savior movie. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> No, you're, you're, you just don't. You can make any. You can make any other kind of movie. And it,
1: may, it you know. Honestly, it made me sad because I really liked this decom. If it weren't for that, but that is such a problematic. Like it's so overwhelmingly problematic. It's like they could have just done it a different way, and it would have been just such a classic.
0: Like honestly, the way they could have just fixed this entirely is, I know we said we love Susan Egan, but if they had just cast a woman of color, literally, in role, it would have been totally different. Because then it would have been. Just it would have been different, and we wouldn't have this yeah. uh, this the white savior trope cloud over it.
1: Yeah, but, I completely agree.
0: Yeah. So now, on that note, Kate, have you ever watched or heard of this one before?
1: I'd heard of it, but I'd never
0: watched it. The same here. I've heard of it, never watched it. I like I said, I thought for a second America Ferrera was the main character, but apparently not. Yeah. America Ferrera was just like she's on a successful show now. Let's advertise her. Right. Which fair enough, but still, it's like okay. Right. So yeah, that's our. I guess our history with this film. So now Kate, okay, you ready to get into this plot? Let's do it. So this movie opens up. We're at a high school. I didn't write the name down. I think it's like Rolling Hills.
1: Yeah, it's um um
0: uh, Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Yeah, Marshall High School. Middle school.
1: It's Marshall. middle school, but they're the, ninth, the ninth grade. grade. Yeah.
0: I wrote that down. I'm like, why are they in ninth grade but saying they're middle school? This
1: does happen in some places. My dad was in middle school in ninth grade. Granted that was way back when. No thanks yeah. to my dad, we love him, but he is older. <laughs> um, so he, he did attend a school where middle school was ninth grade, but it does still feel
0: very weird and boring. I mean, granted, our current hometown, it's middle school's like. Because for us, like middle
1: school
0: Well, yeah, because for us, middle school was six, seven, eight, and there were two of them. But literally, the year we graduated eighth grade, after that, they split the middle schools into two, and now one is fifth, sixth, and the other is seventh, eighth. Yeah. Which is weird. Weird.
1: Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't
0: know. That doesn't
1: feel correct, but.
0: It does not, because, like, I don't think fifth grade middle, is middle school.
1: No, uh, no. No,
0: fifth grade is still elementary school. Yeah. I mean, I still think you're a child until you graduate.
1: Yeah, I still think you're a child most of the time until after you graduate, so. I still
0: think I'm a child now. <laughs> Literally. And I turned 24 at the end of this month. Oh my God. I don't
1: know. We got old. I was telling Jake before we started the podcast that a girl that I used to babysit is now a senior in high school, and I'm like what like she's graduating she's going into college in the fall how, uh, what Wow. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but anyway so this movie opens up on marshall middle school it's the first day back and the first sign we can tell that this is a much more um i'm gonna say diverse school yeah. than the one we went to is the fact that the welcome back banner is in both english and spanish yes because this is in california mm-hmm. so and as you know california has a very big hispanic population yeah so, so there's a school, you know, a lot of the students speak both English and Spanish. Um, so it's the first day. And when this is where we first meet Yolanda, played by America Ferreira. She's, I guess, at the school store. She's picking up some supplies, which is, like, you know, notebook and pencils and stuff. But she also grabs some peanut butter cups. And immediately, and I wrote this down, one minute in, and there's already a girl fat shaming her. Yeah. Which.
1: Because, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, it should be pointed out, America Ferreira is a bigger-sized actress which at least and this is something i seen once again because of on tiktok people now are like remember when we were being convinced that like jennifer stone from wizard webley place was plus sized
1: gosh i remember that it's so funny because well it's not funny at all but you y'all know what i mean um that like america ferrera in this movie is a little bit bigger but like there's, it's just, like, everyone else is super skinny, because, like, that's yes. what we were really taught,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, was, you know, like, the standard, even though in real life it's not the standard at all, is, like, to be an absolute... toothpick. thick. Yeah, very, very skinny, and, um, you know, it, it was very problematic, it's been very problematic for a lot of people across the board, I think, of our age and generation, um, uh-huh. to have that as the standard, but unfortunately especially in a lot of these early movies um or early 2000s movies and 1990s movies like fat shaming was just kind of seen as like a funny like trope like ha 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 yeah
0: and like i said like literally it seemed like disney channel was trying to push this narrative of like yeah like jennifer stone america Ferrera, they were you know bigger women when it's like it's they not, really they're not, it's just, they're actually pretty much, they are, I think would be considered the standard.
1: Yeah. And like the fact too, like for Jennifer Stone, I honestly think looking back, she was actually skinny, like more than anything, but she was always just standing next to Selena Gomez. Yes. Who was very, very skinny. Yes. Um, Like now there's pictures, like Jennifer Stone and Selena Gomez just hung out. Like I saw TikTok. Yes. Um, and they're like pretty much, they look like the same size, but it's just like. Back in the day, Jennifer Stone was skinny. like I would say she was still actually skinny. She she was oh all- just always standing next to Selena Gomez who was skinnier.
0: Right. Yeah. I- I- to say it's like and this might be another product of they were standing right next to Selena Gomez, but yeah. I feel like I feel like Demi Lovato for a little bit and knowing Demi Lovato's history, yeah, like for some reason it seemed like they were like supposed to be plus size. More- yeah, which is which like is really screwed even, up. Yeah, like, I mean, let's be real, Disney Channel, when it comes to body, just Hollywood in general, when it comes to bodies, it's not good. Right. Because, like, even now, it's like, I know everyone's like, you know, thir- like, you thirst over, like, the Marvel actors and everything, but when you realize those men are basically dehydrated, it's right. like, oh. Yeah. Like, Hollywood and body types are just so bad right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, it's so bad, even today... On so many levels, because it's just so unrealistic. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yes, yeah, so this is... But this is also the only instance of, like, fat shaming in this whole movie, because it never comes back around. Which is good. It's good, but it's, like, just the fact that that's what we start with. Right. Like, um, that's what... We're a minute in, and that's what we see. It's, like... Right. But, anyway, um, we're at school, and the next thing we see is we see Yolanda and Daisy. They are just dancing in the middle of, like, the quad yeah because that's what they do you know they dance and they just it's really fun and they're like all right who wants to like pick the next song or something and that's when um what uh, i do this every time I, I just somehow forget everyone's name
1: oh i'm so bad at people's names i actually should pull that up myself
0: yeah sorry what are I the know. people's names It's, um... Is it,
1: uh... Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah, it's Esmeralda. We love
0: Esmeralda. Esmeralda comes up. She's like, "Oh, can I put in my CD? And we learn, like, apparently Esmeralda is much more into, like, classical ballet.
1: Yeah.
0: And Daisy's like, no, we don't want to dance to that stupid stuff. So then they leave. But then we see... What do we see? A white woman in a convertible roll-up. Yep. And this is Mrs. Bartlett. She's the new biology teacher, but I don't think she has a teaching degree.
1: Not one bit. I, that's not what it seemed like anyway, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so she asks a student, like, how to get to the administrative building, and she makes her way there. Um, and she talks to the principal, and it turns out that she just got hired, but the principal has no faith that she will last very long.
0: No, because apparently that's kind of just what happens. Some teachers don't last long at the school. She, He says these students are kind of intense, and she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll be fine so she goes and she's in her first class which Daisy and uh, Yolanda are in and she introduces herself she's like hello I'm Mrs. Barley I'm your new teacher and right away the students don't care
1: yeah they're very disrespectful too
0: like to the point where and I'm not joking Daisy literally starts playing music and dancing in the middle of the class
1: Yep. but then the principal comes in and she gets detention
0: for like what three months I don't even remember, but it was for a substantial amount of time. Which I'm like, I guess that can happen? Yeah. Um, Which is also where I said, um, oh, is this is he going to be the antagonist? Right, I know, I definitely was thinking that, too. But alas,
1: he is not.
0: No. Um, so then we cut to, I guess, just the next morning, and yeah. we get a glimpse so into Esmeralda's life at home. She has this music box she really loves, and, like, I guess that's really what helped inspire her to want to dance.
1: Yep. I really thought she was going to be the main character at this point. I know. Spoiler.
0: Yeah. Because, like, spoiler alert, Daisy's the main character.
1: Yeah. But based on this beginning, we thought the— Like, I definitely was with you with thinking the principal would be the antagonist, and then Esmeralda would be the main character. But it's, this is not how it goes. So. No.
0: Um, she so has this music box. Her little brother steals it. And she okay. starts chasing him. And then her parents get him to give it back. And we learn that she has a lot of responsibility in the house. Like, yeah. she's really... She's helping raise her little brother. She's, like, cooking and cleaning and stuff. Which, if I come to understand correctly, that does kind of happen in Hispanic households with many kids. Like, the older kids do end up helping out more around the house and, and taking care of the younger ones. But also, once again, we're coming from this as only children, so... Yeah, we don't really know. We don't know. We've never had those siblings to take care of. Yeah. But um, what we eventually see is that Esmeralda works in... The uh, administrative building. She's mm-hmm. like a student helper. And, and she
1: sees uh, Miss Bartlett's resume while doing some filing.
0: Yes, because we learned that the last um, dance team coach teacher has retired. So, as of right now, it looks like there's not going to be dance team this year. But Esmeralda notices on Miss Bartlett's um, resume that she went to Juilliard. Yes. When- and so
1: she's like, um, she approaches the principal, and she's like, you gotta ask Miss Bartlett to be her dance team coach. And he's like, eh, maybe, I'll try. Um,
0: yeah, because apparently Esmeralda's kind of really banking on dance team to help her get into college.
1: And so, she, um, approaches uh, Miss Bartlett, and he asks her, but she is, like, really hesitant. Like, she does not want to do it, but she's like, oh, maybe. And so, she, um when she's grading one day after school uh, Esmeralda walks in and she's like I don't know if I'm gonna do it but she ends up doing it
0: yeah cause Esmeralda um, tells her like, I can t- tell you some tips on how to get the students to behave and like you if you coach dance team she's like okay so then she puts up this flyer on the bulletin board because it's 2002 bulletin boards are still out of the rage yep we don't just have a website now yep but she's like alright um dance team tryouts are gonna be tomorrow at 3.30. And this is also where we get, um... Um, the introduction of... The introduction of Marisol. Yes. So like we said, her thing is she doesn't speak English very well.
1: Yeah, at um, first I thought she was an exchange student, but I don't think that's the case. No, she just so. doesn't really
0: know English well, but... Yeah. Um, she says, she, um, eventually, uh, Ms. Barlow explains it to her, and she said, okay, I'll be there. And so then, um... I guess it's, uh, uh, Mrs. Bartlett is, no, we cut away from this, because this is where we meet, uh, Daisy's boyfriend, Chewy, Chewy, who we learned dropped out of high school. Yep. And I immediately asked, how old are you?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How old are you? Yeah.
0: Because, <laughs> like, Daisy's only supposed to be, like, what, 14? 14, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, if he's already, he's dropped out, and we learn later on that apparently, um, he's older than her? Yeah. But it's, like, at the same time, he, he he can drive, so that means he's at least 16. Yeah. But, like, if he dropped out of high school, it's, like,
1: how old are you? Yeah. They never say. They never say.
0: And they do say that, hey, her mom doesn't approve of him, but it's, like, they never say, so I can't really say if this is a yeah. iffy relationship or not.
1: But she does say to him, like, I can't wait to drop out, like, as soon as possible, or something along those lines. Yeah, because they
0: just basically want to just live their life together. Um, Chewie has a job at a mechanic shop still. Yeah. But for right now, you know, she's also just like, oh, man, I got, like, three months worth of detention. And that's when Chewie tells her, well, when I was in ninth grade, I talked to the principal and I was able to get out of detention by joining an extracurricular. And now that um, Daisy knows that there's going to be a dance team again this year, she approaches Yolanda and Esmeralda and it's like, hey.
1: And apparently she's kind of friends with Yolanda, but, but not, like, really.
0: not really. Um, She says, can you put in, like, a good word for me to be on dance team? Because, like, she goes to the principal and is like, can I switch out being in detention for being on dance team? And the principal agrees, but he's like, if I hear one bad thing about you from Mrs. Bartlett, you're back in detention. And she gets, like, Yolanda and Esmeralda to, to back her up. But she doesn't think Esmeralda because we learned really well she does not like Esmeralda.
1: For whatever reason, Whereas yeah.
0: Yolanda's kind of friendly with her, but... Not,
1: not really. really. It's, it's hard to see what their relationship actually is.
0: Yes. So now it's time for dance team tryouts. But um, Mrs. Bartlett makes it clear right up front that there are going to be some rules if you are on this team. And like, she's super strict. Yeah, she's like, you're gonna be wear your you'll wear your gym uniforms for every rehearsal. You'll um have you'll keep your shoes clean. You'll keep your crates above a D. You'll be here on time all the time. And as she's going through all these rules, there's several girls who just get up and leave. Yep. Because they're like, no, we're not gonna do that.
1: So I'm like, why are you even there? Why are right. there?
0: And then um when she says that you won't be tardy, I believe that's actually when Esmeralda shows up. And she says that she had to drop her brother off at a family member's house.
1: Yeah, and they're and she's like, There's no excuses and I'm like, Girl, honey. you shouldn't be a teacher then, but alright.
0: It's like um, all right. Like I get
1: teaching discipline, but also at the same time Like
0: family stuff. Yeah. Um but anyway, um they're about to start the rehearsal not rehearsal auditions, but then the basketball team comes in. Yep. Because apparently the gym was double booked.
1: And the coach is the principal. And Miss Bartlett is like, dude, your office booked me to be in here. And he's and they try to like split it so they each take one half of the gym. But this doesn't really work out well because as soon as they try to split it, a basketball hits the um,
0: boom the box. boom
1: box. Yeah, because you know, two thousand two. And so they decide the dance team to go to the mechanics garage. Um, like, in their school, I assume, like, for an extracurricular, and play the music out of a car.
0: Yes, and we see everyone do their audition. Which they all are not great. No, not really. Like, they're all doing various different forms of dance. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, okay, but unfortunately, it's the thing where, like, you're, like, the only one still here, so I guess you're all on the team anyway. Right. But Daisy says, "Wait, wait, you didn't let me audition, and she's like, oh, I know you can dance already. You did it in my classroom which oof. <laughs> oof so then there we go we have the dance team yay and so
1: they get to work and the first thing they do is run around a track but um, the the girls on the dance team are like this is useless but Miss Bartlett is like y'all need to build stamina keep going
0: yeah because g- g- yeah get, get this listeners dancing is actually very athletic yes
1: and so um they get kind of peeved that they're not learning a routine and then Daisy is like um, well, I'm gonna, you know, um, I can try to, like, come up with something, and she, like, kind of does the show-off moves, um, but Miss Bartlett counters that real quick.
0: Yeah, because, uh, she does that, and Yolanda's like, well, now you're just trying to show off, and her and Daisy get into a fight, which, once again, it's like, are they friends? I can't tell. I can't tell, yeah. But, yeah, Miss Bartlett breaks stuff. She's like, okay, here's, the, all right, here's the thing. Y'all need to learn to work as a team, because, of course, you know. They always yeah. they always gotta learn to work as a team. They can never just be good right like good at teamwork right out the bat.
1: Right.
0: So she's like, "You give me another laugh, I'll start thinking of our first, of routine." And then we also learned that apparently the principal is having trouble finding the old dance team uniform. So for their first competition, they just have to wear their gym clothes.
1: Yeah, and their first gym or their first competition, not gym Their first competition does not go
0: well. No, because they arrive. And, of course, all the other teams are wearing, like, their pretty new shiny uniforms, which is another thing I want to bring up in this movie. They seem to be confusing dance and cheerleading a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't know enough about dance team stuff, but it did feel kind of cheerish.
0: Yeah, I know. It's weird. Especially because, like, they're using pom-poms, and, like, it seems like they're all the other teams are wearing cheer uniforms.
1: They do look very cheerish. Again, yeah. maybe that's how dance teams are. I'm not I sure. just don't know
0: enough about it. But either way, yeah. um, they do their first performance, which isn't great. I think at one point Esmeralda. Oh, p- apparently.
1: Sorry, I just I took cut you off. But according to Google, uh, a dance squad can be called a pom squad. So apparently, that's a thing. I
0: just anyway. Oh, there you go. But anyway, um, during the performance, I think Esmeralda bumps into. Daisy, and this just really just ticks her off, so she just says, you know what, forget this, and she just storms off stage in the middle of the routine. Yeah. So, yeah, that didn't go good at all. Nope, not one bit. And the girls kind of just confront Mrs. Bartlett and say, you're holding back on us for some reason. Yeah. They don't know why, but they're like, you didn't train us as well as you could have, or you didn't give us a routine as well as we could have done. And Mrs. Bartlett's just like, she doesn't want to talk about it. She's just very much like, you know what, let's just go home. And they go home. And then, yeah, but then we cut to Saturday at the school because I guess for some reason Daisy forgot her backpack in her locker. So her and Chewie drive to the school on Saturday so she can get it. But then she hears some music coming from the gym. And she's like, who would be in the gym on a Saturday? And who is it? Miss Bartlett. She's dancing. And she's kicking booty doing it. But this, makes, this just makes Daisy even more mad because it proves her point of, yeah, she was holding back. Yeah. So she storms off. But then as we see Miss Bartlett finish her routine, we see that she's crying.
1: Yeah, she's really upset.
0: She's got trauma. She has some trauma. She's got some white woman trauma. She does. Yeah. It, it she, was, was,
1: she didn't feel like she was good enough for Juilliard, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get
0: there. um Anyway, so it's we have our next meeting, and basically um, I believe Daisy does come back and she calls out Mrs. Bartlett about saying like I saw you on Saturday dancing you can actually whip us into good shape if you've actually tried and at first um, Ms. Bartlett's not really into it but she just um, she's just like I guess I just don't want to talk about it still but then um, I believe... She, she convinces
1: Stacey to get back onto the dance team. Stacey quits. Yeah,
0: but she's like, um, no, you need to come back on the dance team. And the, they continue, and they're kind of starting to do better. Yeah. But then, when it's time to bring up the next competition that's happening, Mrs. Bartlett is just like, no, we're not doing this. She's
1: like, we're not ready.
0: We're not ready. We're not ready.
1: are not happy about this. So they're like, what can we do in order to compete?
0: And what do they do?
1: They decide to, like, do this flash mobby thing, but they have to get into the office... To, like, use an intercom or something to yeah. produce music, and then they do this flash mob Yeah, thing so basically they have
0: Esmeralda, because she works in the administrative office. They have her go into the PA system room. She put, loads in a CD, and on her way out, she locks it so they can't get in and turn it off. So at lunch, their song starts to play, and the girls start to do their routine for the students. And it
1: goes really well, except for Miss Bartlett is not happy. She mad. She real mad. Because
0: she (laughs) says to the girls, like, you know, you need to work on respecting your coach before you can even think about competing.
1: But they still want to compete. They're like, we're not letting this get to us. No. So then. But
0: first. Oh, go on. But first, she does inform them. Oh, by the way, principal found the old uniforms. They could probably use some tidying up. So she just gives them their uniforms. and She walks off.
1: Yes. And so the girls get together to, you know, jazz up their uniforms. To DIY. Uh, yeah, pretty much to DIY.
0: And yes, and they're still that we want to compete in the next competition.
1: And so they're talking, and Daisy's just like, "Let's have Chewy and this guy's drive us," and it's met with some uh, trepidation. But at the end of the day, like
0: they decide to do it. They decide to do because it because Esmeralda can get an application registration form from the office, so she does. And come today at the competition, and the girls are going without their coach, being driven by like these.
1: It seems like it's an after-school competition, was what I got. Or from like a this, weekend, so, or something like this. Yeah, I think
0: it might be weekend.
1: Yeah, so it's like not when school hours are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, regardless. And so they get driven to the competition by Chewie and his guys, and Chewie and his guys watch. Um, but they have to check in at a registration table, and the lady's like. We need your coach. Um, and Daisy's like, oh, she's in the bathroom. She's told us that we could, you know, sign in. They're like, oh, okay, because you we were kind of running behind, so whatever.
0: Yeah. So they successfully get in and are able to perform on their own without a coach because no one ever que- no one, no one questions that. And they get third. Yeah, they get third. And also, Daisy is approached by Linell Elliott, who's apparently a faculty member at this performing arts high school. Yeah. and she says, "I'm very impressed by your dancing. I would love if you considered attending our school next year." And at first, Daisy's like, "I would love to, but there's no way I'll be able to afford it." And they're like, "Well, we have scholarships, you know. Just you know, because my card. If you, if you're interested, give me a ring." So yeah, Daisy's just handed this amazing opportunity after one real actual dance yeah. competition, which kind of unrealistic, but it's a movie, so right which I almost wonder if that was just added in for the movie because I highly doubt that probably happened in real probably life. Probably not, but... Um, so now Daisy has this opportunity to go to this performing arts high school, which I, I, I'm i going to assume those things are real because I've only ever heard of them in movies and TV.
1: Right, yeah. Um,
0: I, yeah. They're probably like a thing in like California and New York and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a charter school around here that for middle school that's kind of performing arts, but not to the level...
0: It's not victorious. Yeah. Victorious yeah. is how we all know about, um...
1: Performing art schools. Yeah, really. So, the competition is over, they and they home. get back, and Alyssa's parents are standing there like, Girl.
0: What's she doing? Who are these boys? Why were you without your coach? What's going on? Yeah. And they basically explain, so we kind of entered the competition without telling Bartlett.
1: And the parents would be not happy.
0: No, not at all. They are not happy. They're not... Not at all. They're going to, they say they're going to tell the principal. It's not great. So now the girls were all really upset. And then Chewie has a line, but hey, you got third. Yeah. It's like, mood's kind of killed.
1: Yeah. And so then uh, Esmeralda goes home and her parents are also like, where have you been? You were going to watch your brother tonight. And she's like, but dance makes me happy. Yeah, she does
0: have this whole thing where she's like, I mean, I, I got third.
1: Yeah. And her parents were like, oh, okay.
0: Okay, but still, like, you know, you have, you were supposed to be here, you're supposed to do it, and she goes, her whole thing is like, but when I, I do all this stuff for you already, and she goes, like, can I have this one thing that's for me? Yeah. Because she's like, dance makes me really happy. So, that's some stuff going on. But then, the next thing we see is Daisy, at Mrs. Bartlett, not Mrs., she's not married, at Miss Bartlett's house, how did she get her address? Yeah, probably a phone book, but... Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> she to the phone book.
1: Yeah, still sketch.
0: Still. So she arrives, and it's already been very much um, told that Miss Bartlett tells her, yeah, um, Alyssa's parents called me. Yeah. What were you thinking?
1: And Daisy's like, we just, like, wanted to compete really bad, and, you know, don't be too mad. And this is when Miss Bartlett spills her backstory
0: her tragic backstory yes Where she's like i just don't get why you don't believe in me i mean you were good enough to go to juilliard and she's like two weeks i went to juilliard for two weeks because when i was growing up my parents said i could always i was i could always be better and i and it's like when i went to juilliard and i saw everyone else i was like and i can't and she yep. just ran and she like apparently worked at a they call it a dot-com company.
1: Yeah, for, like, a website.
0: Which folded, and now that's why she's here. And she's like, I guess really what it was is, like, I couldn't give over my own insecurities, so I pushed it onto you girls. Or projected it onto yep. you girls. Yep. And it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. But it's like, shouldn't you know, like, put your own personal baggage aside? Because, like, these girls really, really want to do this and are really good at it.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's kind of where like the white Saviour thing kind of really becomes a bit problematic, which is like I wouldn't let you girls compete because I was too caught up in my own emotions. Yep. But then uh, um, Daisy's like, "But we can do this together," and this is when she tells her about "Si se Puerte, which is their like little chanting they came up with on the way to the competition. Yes. Which um, Marisol told them there is um, what her grandma always says, and that means like we can do it.
1: Yes, we can. Yes, we can. That
0: effect, yeah. Yeah so she teaches her Si Se Puerto Day and this is when we finally team and coach are on the same page. Um, Mrs. Bartlett, I keep calling her Mrs. She's not married. She's not married, but eh, whatever. Miss Bartlett talks to um, Alyssa's parents and they get kind of agree to just let's just keep this between us let's not tell the principal yeah so then we get this montage of the girls and miss bartlett training they're going to competitions they're doing amazing and we learn they made it all the way to regionals Woo! i'm like okay glee
1: but then the principal's like yeah we don't have the money for this
0: they're like what do you mean it's like well we've never had a dance team do this good so we never had the budget for them to go to san diego now it's like what do we do? And it's like, obviously we gotta have a car wash fundraiser! Absolutely!
1: The most stereotypical kind of fundraiser there is.
0: Well, I mean, it's not just a car wash, it's also like a block party. Yes. Which was a good showcasing of like, you know, the Hispanic heritage of of the region, of the area, which they also incorporate because they're talking, how are we gonna wow the crowd and judges at nationals? And they start talking about incorporating different kinds of like Spanish dance, like salsa, flamingo, um, all that kind of stuff which it's like can I just say um, as someone who is Guatemalan but like I said was raised by white people I do really enjoy Spanish music it is good it is really good I say
1: that as a white person yeah. I but mean
0: Spanish guitar slaps
1: it really does
0: and I'm just like I was joking to my friend the other night I'm like maybe it's just my Guatemalan blood trying to get me to embrace something of <laughs> my heritage
1: fair enough but it's like, true
0: it's like listen man you gotta have something
1: Um, but I do think it's
0: really good too so I, yeah. can't, I don't blame you I mean I just appreciate all forms of Music and dance—it's like you know the arts.
1: And Jake and I were talking about this beforehand about how we're not—we're both not great dancers.
0: No, we would not make this. We would—we would be the only two to audition and still like, not make it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Literally.
0: But still, it's just like we appreciate people who can do things we can't.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But yeah, so they—they they talk about incorporating these different styles of dance into the routine. But then we also learn, <gasps> Jolanda's failing math oh no and so Miss Bartlett talks to the principal and goes okay what if I have Yolanda run the register at our fundraiser if she correctly you know adds all the funding together can that count as like an extra credit thing and you bump her grade up or wave it to a you, D.
1: yeah
0: so she can be so she can compete in, at regionals angry he he's like yeah okay yeah <laughs> probably because he just 'Cause like I said, I thought he was gonna be the antagonist first, but it kinda of does seem like he does want these girls to succeed. Yeah,
1: he's definitely more supportive than you he's first made out to be. Yeah.
0: So they have um we also have this scene and this is actually after they get back from their uh competition where they learn they're gonna go to regionals, we have this scene between Daisy and Chewy and Oh my god, this dude. Yeah basically goes, like, wait, so you're not done with this sketch? And she's like, no, I mean, we're going to regionals. It's really exciting. He's like, but you never have time for me anymore. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, same. Like, my eyes rolled so far back in my head at that point. I'm like, honey, if your boy telling you that, y'all need to... Run. Run. Because, like, he should be supporting you, because, you know, you're yes. doing this. You have this... And there's another thing. It's like he says, like, he doesn't really care about our opportunity to go to the performing arts school.
1: Yeah. And In fact, he kind of makes fun of it.
0: He's like, you're just going to go there and they're going to, like, chew you up and spit you out. And she's like, you don't know that. And I really like doing this. And he's like, he just does not it's so poor. He's like, you just did this so you get out of the tension. It's like, yeah, but I actually found a passion for it. So they kind of break up. Yeah. Because he just, like, leaves. Yeah. And so she's like, a little distraught he's kind of a jerk but then at the block party because we're at the block yeah. party now you know we got car wash going we got food we got um decorations the whole thing um uh yolanda adds up all the money they've made so far because not only are they trying to get to regionals now they're also trying to buy new uniforms and they have enough money to get to regionals but they're like we need like 75 more bucks we want uniforms and who shows up? Chewy. Yeah, he brings a bunch of the cars from the shop, and he's like, well, "How much will this be?" And him and Daisy kind of have a, I guess, make up. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess. And yeah, no, maybe yeah. once again, maybe they just add it for the movie's sake. If they need to pad the runtime. Right. Um, so the girls make enough money to make regionals and get new uniforms. And Daisy calls. The lady from the performing arts school is like, I would love an application.
1: Oh, she actually does that when her and Chewie break up, but yeah.
0: It's just like they're broken up for so much A time. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Literally
1: of time. like five minutes of the movie.
0: It's like, okay. Yeah, so she's gonna do that. So now the lady's gonna be there at the final uh, regionals to see her dance again. And so I guess, yeah, we're at regionals. Yeah, we're at regionals. (laughs) And I said this in my notes, like, we have uh, 15 minutes left in this movie. Of course, we got to have, this is where the climax and everything comes to a head. Yep. It's always the last 15, isn't it? It always is. We're at regionals. Um, They're in their new sparkly uniforms. They're feeling great, except for Daisy. She's very nervous. She's very hesitant. She's like, what if I mess up? I can't do this. No, I can't. Miss Bartlett, like, you can't talk like that because that's how I talked to myself when I was at Juilliard.
1: And she gets approached by whatever the name of the lady is that's, like, coming to see Seems her. Like she's like, yeah, and she's like, I'll be watching you. Like, that's not going to be nerve-wracking
0: at all. No, but, yeah, Miss Bartlett's like, you can do this. Don't throw away your opportunity like I threw away mine. Which is like, I'm sorry, Yeah. <laughs> Which, it just, yeah, that whole cloud over this movie just kind of is like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. comfy feeling. But, um... So they go out, they do it, they do the routine. But at first, um, Daisy's like kind of frozen in place because she's so nervous. But then, like, I think Yolanda turns to her and she's like, We can do this. And then she breaks out of her funk and they do this amazing routine. I describe it for you, but we're an audio medium and I can't really describe dance that well. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's really good. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they do well.
0: They do well. They're like, Oh my God, we did it. It's so great. And, um, Ms. Bartlett's like, you girls were amazing. I'm so proud of you. And, like, well, you were an amazing coach. And the
1: principal came to see them, too. Yeah, so Chewy. Everyone's,
0: everyone's celebrating, you know. It's a great time. But then um, I noticed we only have, like, five minutes left. And this movie, after the celebratory, um, like, we did it, yeah. it just cuts to a freeze frame. Yep. And we learned they got second, and they went to nationals. Yep. And we, and get, we never learned if Daisy goes to the high school.
1: Nope. Oh, and Chewie Chewy is, like... I'm going back to school. I'm dropping back in. Which I
0: guess that just means he's going to get his GED. I
1: don't know. Because, like,
0: don't, I don't think they just let you come back in.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. But he, yeah, uh... Yeah, he's going to
0: come back in. Him and Daisy are yeah. going to have, like, an actual life together. I, I honestly
1: know. felt like this movie just ended three quarters of the way through what it should have been.
0: Like, the fact that they end before we learn their placement and, and we never learn if Daisy's going to be going to the Performing Arts High School, it just says, they got second place, okay, and they went to nationals. That's literally what happens. Yeah, it's the end of the movie. It's okay. (laughs) So, that's it! That's it. Yeah, sorry about that abrupt ending, but that's how the movie ends. Yep. It's okay. What's your final thoughts and your rating of this one? I
1: did like it. I thought it was entertaining. The ending was... I was not a fan of the ending. I literally remember watching it and just being like, wait, that's it. Um... (laughs) Uh, it did keep me entertained. The white savior trope is obviously super problematic. I'd say if they had extended the movie and casted a woman of color into Susan Egan's role, it would have been a lot better. So there's some very obvious things that they could have changed. But overall, I thought it was still, like, entertaining. Um, and, it's again, I hate rating ones with, like, problematic tropes because it's like, how much do I factor that in? Um, but I think I'm going to give it a seven.
0: Yeah, um, this was, you know, it was really, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. The ending super abrupt. Just the whole white savior cloud over this movie really knocked it down for me because it's like, yeah, it would have been so much better if they cast a the woman of color as Miss Bartlett because then yeah. it would have been just not that. Yeah, and it's just, but like, it tells a good story. But at the same time, and something I didn't say earlier, but it's kind of also just the same thing as like Step Up and Bring It On. Yeah. Like if you've seen Bring It On, you've seen this movie. This is true. Um, the only thing that's Bring It On is has is like it has the evil white girls team. True. But this movie does not have that. But like I said, this movie doesn't have an antagonist. Really, it just has conflict between characters. Yeah. But still, just all that to say, I think I'll I just also just I'll give this one a seven as well. Cool.
1: All right, so that would be Gotta Kick It Up. Uh, Jake, what is next on the radar?
0: Okay, well, Kate, firstly, I got to tell you, we only have two more decoms left from 2002.
1: that is crazy well first actually the first thing after this is we're gonna be recording your birthday episode
0: yes which you'll see what it is yes. But I'm gonna tell you're gonna you see when it drops
1: unfortunately we're probably gonna record it right after Jake's birthday and it'll come out what four or five days after yeah but, but that's
0: just because life
1: yeah scheduling that's my fault that's because I don't have a better time to record no so that's, that's on me but it's fine
0: I mean we're already going to have two episodes out this month, which is more than we've had in the yeah. last two.
1: Yeah, we're good. We're good yeah. going into summer. But, um, um
0: yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, we only have two more left from 2002. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Because yeah, there was only one, two, three, four, five, six. There was only seven this year. Jeez. After, like, <laughs> how many years? But there were, like, ten plus. Yeah. Um, but, so, next one is the one I know nothing about. It's next episode we will be discussing A Ring of Endless Light
1: i've no i've never heard of
0: that uh, me either. so we'll see what that's about but that's what we're t- going to be talking next decom episode but now kate seeing as we have reached the end of the podcast where can our lovely listeners find you on social media
1: um our listeners can find me at kvrandom on instagram and random on twitter but i'm currently locked out of my twitter but hopefully i'll get it back soon Um, actually, I just am logged out, and I don't remember my password, so I'm just being lazy, but, um, Jake, how about you?
0: Yes. Um, listeners can find me on Twitter at jakeblue98. They can find me on Instagram at jakeblueart, which I just noticed today. Have you noticed this? The Instagram's layout kind of changed. Did it? Yeah. I hate when they do that. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, what happened here? Like, all the, like, follow and edit buttons are, like, circle now. Or, like, round. Like, what did you do? <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's, um, yeah, Twitter, at jakeblue98, uh, Instagram, jakeblueart. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at t-s-o-s-n-podcast. And you can follow the um, podcast on Instagram at something new pod. We also have an email, if you ever want to use that, that's podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and review. And if you do that, we will listen to it live, not listen to it, read it live on the show. And finally, this podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcasting app that allows you to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And if you're on Anchor, you can leave us a voice message. And if you do, we'll listen to that live on the show. But, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this episode. So we will see you all next time for, um, I guess, my birthday. And then we'll the see The mystery you... episode. Yeah, and then after that, we'll see you for Ring of Endless Light. We'll see what that's about. All right, we'll figure it out. Bye. Bye.